Before we begin, I want to give a quick shout out to one of our partners, Third Z. They are an absolute game changer for sleep and recovery, something we talk a lot about on this podcast for what it takes to become an elite athlete. But whether you're an everyday or elite athlete, Third Z could be for you. It's an absolute game changer. Check them out at the links in our show notes and use Wad Sleeper for 20% off all purchases. Welcome to a brand new episode of What You Talking About. Super exciting news. We have our first male athlete on the show today. Surprisingly, we have had male coaches and male media guests, but never a male competitive athlete. And we are starting strong with current fittest American man, Dallin Pepper. As always, don't forget to like, rate and subscribe to be the first to hear all about our new episodes and content. Enjoy. Dallin, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm excited to be here. Thank you very much. Yeah, I'm super excited to have you and I'm very well, thank you. Before we start, I'm going to tell everyone the story of how this came to be, because it's probably the most interesting story of how I've ever got someone on the show. <laughs> um, so we met at FitFest a couple of weeks back in Birmingham and everyone was kind of chatting around the rig and you were like, does anyone have any gum? And I did, which is a terrible thing to ever say because I then lost my entire bag of gum. Yes, you did. <laughs> I gave it to some cool people, so that's fair enough. And in return, you gave me one of these for anyone watching on YouTube, your very cool Wad Zombie card. It is a signed one. Um, and I very cheekily said, can I have a podcast episode instead? <laughs> That was a fair trade. I was in desperate need of a piece of gum, and here we are. There we go. Um, and we're gonna. I'm gonna put something on Instagram. We'll do a giveaway for one lucky winner for a signed special edition World Zombie card, which I'll keep very. I'll keep clean. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but how are you doing anyway? You've been so busy, moved, lots going on. Like, how are things? Yeah, I mean the last. Three months of the year were absolutely insane. Um, I loved every second of it, but I'm also glad things have calmed down. Uh, we're just here for pretty much pretty much the whole season. Uh, might visit home or probably will visit home uh, after semifinals, that type of thing. But we're just here kind of getting buried in my little training cave for the year and just really focused in on training and not doing much else. And just hanging out with the people that are here yeah you've got such a a cool group of people there like I know you train with Fee a lot we had her on a few weeks ago like just such a positive vibe has do you feel like the season has officially kicked off yet or are you still like pre-season almost um I would say like the focus of the season has definitely kicked off um it was kind of when we came back from Christmas when we were back home in Utah um where we really just like we were done moving, we were done traveling, uh, leading into Wadapalooza, got in a good training piece or good training cycle going into Wadapalooza. And then after we took some time off after Wadapalooza, that's when kind of like we designated the start of the in-season training um, with full, fo full focus on the semifinals and CrossFit Games. Amazing. So I love to ask people because one, you're, you were a teen athlete, so you've obviously had like a lot of experience in CrossFit, but just in general, I love finding out how people found CrossFit. So like, what was your journey into discovering this crazy sport? Yeah, so it actually started with my uncle. My He showed my dad 
a CrossFit gym. He'd been going for a little bit. He's like, hey, you got to come try this out. Um, my dad started going to the CrossFit gym. It was like 20, 25 minutes away. Um, he wanted my mom to start doing CrossFit with him. And that was just a bit of a far drive in the morning when me and all my siblings had to get ready for school. Um, needed help doing that, needed rides. So they started a little garage gym. We had a little detached garage. And so they started slowly getting equipment there. And my parents started working out there every morning. And they really wanted me to start lifting a little bit, just training a little bit, just to help with baseball, football, basketball, all the traditional sports. Uh, I thought it was pretty silly. So I was like, I'm just going to keep going to my practices with my team. Um, that'll, that'll be enough. Uh, I thought it was silly. It was like, not going to work out for fun. Like I'm already doing all this other stuff. Um, and then it wasn't until, well, and then my dad tried to get me to watch the Froning documentary. Like he's like, you got to watch this. This guy is awesome. He's so cool. The way he trained is crazy. Um, so that came out just before the 2015 CrossFit Games. Um, I finally watched it, and then, I was, then all of a sudden, 2015 CrossFit Games is broadcasting the very first teenage division, with the 14, 15, 16, 17-year-olds. Um, and I remember watching some of those guys, and like specifically Angelo DiCicco. Uh, me and him are, I would say, pretty close at this point. Um, so like he was who I saw want, win the very first CrossFit Games. And um, after I saw there was a teenage division, I just kind of – I was like, I want to do that. I want to, I want to go compete. I didn't realize I could compete in CrossFit. I didn't fully understand it when my parents were trying to get me to do it. Um, and so I started CrossFit to compete in the teenage division and then eventually the individuals. And here we are. Yeah. It's crazy to think like that first team division, like competition, because it was something that like no one had ever seen before. Like when mm -hmm. do you see like, a 15 year old lifting <laughs> not just lifting weights, but like lifting heavy weights. Had you, I know you played a lot of sport, but were you always quite competitive? Yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't say like overly competitive in like every single little thing. Like I know and I'm able to relax and I think that's, that's a strength, but anytime I'm put into a competitive situation, like it can be board games. Um, like, just the littlest things, especially when I was younger playing sports. Uh, I definitely always want to win anytime I'm in a competition. Yeah, there's a good way to be, though. I just think anyone that goes into a sport like this, you're never going to get to this level without having that streak, right? Yeah, you need to be able to flip a switch. Um, and then I, I think it's important to know when to be able to flip that switch off also, just, just to maintain that balance and Sometimes you just got to relax a little bit and have some fun. So, Absolutely. And playing other sports, did you think, like, when you were, I don't know, 12, 13, when you first started getting into CrossFit, did you think that you were going to be an athlete of some kind when you were growing up? Like, was that your I mean, plan? My dream, I was going to play, I was going to be a two-sport athlete in college. I was going to play baseball and football. Uh, and then I was going to continue my career with baseball playing in the MLB. Like, that was that was the dream I had. Um, so I've always wanted to be an athlete. I just didn't expect it to be exercising so much. <laughs> yeah. I don't think anyone ever dreamed. Nowadays you get it. Like people are yeah. like, I want to be, but back then it definitely wasn't a thing, but going into competing, you are, are you the most successful teen athlete of all time? Am I right with that fact? I think you are. Um, so yeah. So 
Ty Jenkins actually won his third CrossFit Games in the Teenage Division this year. So we've, we're the two athletes who have won three. Um, I think it's hard to compare the female and male teen athletes where like Mal, Emma, Emma Lawson, um, I don't think Haley ever skipped a year of the Teenage Division, uh, Olivia Kerstetter. All these guys are like actually ditching their year as a 17-year-old and competing individual. Um, but if we're talking just gold medals, then yes, it would be me and Ty for three. So It's a pretty cool thing to say. And I love seeing the comparison between the teen and individual. And I really want to talk about that. But I'd love to know, like, going in to your first games, like, you said, you obviously said that, like, you wanted to do it to compete, but, like, were you set to win? Like, were you wanting to win from the get-go? Um, just because I had, like, I set a pretty lofty goal. I watched the games in 2015. Uh, I was 13 at the time, so the next year was my first Open that I could actually qualify for. So by the time, at the 2015 games while I was watching from home, I was like, I want to be there in 2017. So I gave myself two years with absolutely zero CrossFit experience. Um, and so it was just it was just to get there. And at the time that... Uh, in 2015, there was only 10 and they opened it up to 20. Um, and so it was, it was really just to get there and then see what I can do. But as the, as the open went on, I took fifth in the open and I was like, Oh, this is, this is great. Like, this is awesome. And then in the age group qualifier for, that was the first year they had it, I believe I took third. And so I was like slowly just like creeping up. And then after the age group qualifier is like pretty clear that I was, I could win. And so, um, that was the goal going into that first year. Yeah. So I love watching the teens because I think I think all, obviously all the individuals have like fire in their belly and everything but there's something about teens that you just watch and they're like they just want it so bad <laughs> and it's so great you obviously we, you mentioned there like Mal and Olivia and a couple of people that skipped that final kind of teen season to go individual did that ever like cross your mind about it were you ever we like, I'm going to finish my, finish out my teen journey first. Uh, I don't think any male athlete will ever be good enough to skip their seven when they're 17. I don't think, I don't think they're at least they could skip it, but they're not going to make the games. Um, And I think that's purely just to how the human body is Um, between the years of 17 to even 18, but even 17 to 20, those three years are, crucial just in development strength um and so i think i think it is just different in the female division like that's what we've seen um the quickest turnarounds uh i think from the male division is like gee myself um james like it's like still two three years out from finishing that last year and i think we i mean we'll probably see a 17 year old male compete at a semifinal. i don't think we have yet um we've seen the 18 year olds of course um I just I just don't see that happening especially because the field just continues to get deeper and deeper it's just getting harder harder harder. it's crazy do you think going into your individual career do you think you had an advantage competing at the team games um to an extent I would say yes just the amount of competition experience I already had under my belt from when I was a teenager. Um, Like just little things when it comes to like fueling sleep, uh, how corrals work, especially at the games. Um, One advantage I think with the games is I spent every summer that the games were in Madison, in Madison at the venue. I knew, I know all the athlete control, like 
so that process was pretty familiar. Um, but I was actually, I was actually talking with Jason, like literally yesterday about how, like, even though I had those advantages, if you want to call them of knowing the venue and having competed for so long, like nothing prepares you for your first CrossFit games as an individual, whether you've been there three times as a teenager or done nothing, like you're in for quite the week. Like you're, no one's, no one's fully prepared until they've gone through at least one. Yeah. I think especially the year you went in 2022, there were a lot of changes as well, right? Mm -hmm. It was like the program changed and everything. I'd like to like switch back quickly to 2021, which would have like, was your first kind of proper season as an adult individual, individual. um, And you'd like so narrowly missed out on the game. Yeah. Sorry to bring it up. (laughs) It's all right. It's all right. It's mainly who I am. (laughs) That's what I was going to say. Do you think that missing out that year, like looking back, was a good thing? Yeah, I don't think, I don't think I was necessarily cutting corners, but I, I hadn't really put the time in um, that I feel like is needed to be at that level of competing at the CrossFit Games. Um, There's a chance I could have, gone and done really well or there's a chance I could have done even I'll I'll say worse like my first year was fine um like I could have done even worse in my eyes um and so I think and I I never really like as a teenager I won almost every single competition I went to like there was only one that I didn't win like I had a lot of success Mm -hmm. um and so that was the first time really like missing out on a goal um, showing up at a competition and I think everyone needs to experience that and it was really important for me to do that and that actually continued to help just missing out also helped prompt that move to Naples um, and like really helped us lock in when we all got down there and I think it was really important yeah it is funny like I think it happens a lot with athletes that you'll see them like miss out and like, as I say, it was, it, you were so close to like, was it, you were one spot outright from qualifying. Yeah, it was like 20 points or something. And it's like, but I think give you as well, as well as these kind of, you know, written down lists of things you need to work on, does it also give you like extra motivation that maybe wasn't there to be like, right, okay, this is how much I want it. Yeah, you can definitely like, after missing out on something like that, being so close, like, you really do have to think back, like, do, do you want, do you truly like want to be doing this? Because like, that's when you really get to like look inside and figure out why you're doing what you're doing. Cause it's not easy. Um, but you're definitely, there's definitely times like in training where you have to draw on certain things, whether it's, um, a bad event or a good event, a bad competition, good competition. Like it, it really depends on the day and being able to pull from different baskets or buckets, whatever you want to say. Um, inside your head can be super helpful yeah and making that move then to Naples like training with people that are working to the same goals how does that change like how does that change your life I suppose because you're obviously putting in so much effort anyway but does Mm -hmm. it all turn up a notch when you're then surrounded with people that are all going for the same thing yeah I it's such a it's such a cool environment, especially the way we did it, where no one was actually doing the same thing every day. All you know is each person that's in there um, is putting in a, like a ton of effort and focus every single day. 
And so it's like rising tides raise all ships kind of thing where like if you're maybe having a bad day, you look across the room and there's four other people just grinding and suffering like whatever they're doing. Uh, it's pretty easy to be like, hey, man, no time, no time to feel sorry for yourself right now. You got four other people right here and they're part of your team. Like it's an individual sport, but like they're rooting for you, you're rooting for them. Um, and so to be able to just be in that environment where everyone's so like-minded and so focused all the time. Um, but it was also a great mix of personalities where um, maybe some of us, I'll use me and James, for example, because we talk about this all the time, but like we're completely different personalities, but we're able to pull from each other. Like um, I'm definitely more serious and James is able to pull from that when he needs to, but James being his big goofy self, like sometimes I need to relax and not be so serious on myself. Um, and I'm able to pull from that. And so it was just, it was, it was a really good environment for those two years when we were down there. Yeah. When Brute was kind of moving, I'm, I'm skipping forward, but you've obviously all just moved. Like, did you, was there any doubt in you that you were going to move? Was it always like, no, I'm, I've got to stay in this environment. This is what works for me. Yeah. I mean, the environment's definitely changed. There's a different group down here, but the, the biggest thing for me is I'm going where Matt's going to go because the attention to detail every single day where he's got eyes on me. I mean, we're constantly changing and adjusting things just because he's right there. Like it's, it's happened the last three weeks. We've had an interval style workout where we've changed the reps in the middle of the workout every single week, just to achieve the correct stimulus. Like there's no point in um, not hitting the stimulus that we're going for. Uh, and I couldn't do that at home. Like I could guess uh, I've been at it long enough. I could, probably figure it out but I want him to see it from the outside and not go based on my feelings towards the workout because I know that could be a mess yeah I when I look at like people that program and coach themselves I'm like how do you do it? I would just program all the things I like exactly and then and then you get the people that do that and like well I'm not going to program anything I like and I'm going to overdo all of my weaknesses and then they get hurt or make no progress so yeah. that's another topic Absolutely, we could, we could go off on that one. I mean, I'm not a coach or a programmer, so I won't comment too much, but yeah, from what I know, um, but it works, you know, it works Aero and right? So there you go. It, you can work. Um, For sure. You said about, like, again, I'm going back and forth, but you're 2022, you said that nothing could prepare anyone for their first CrossFit Games as an individual. Uh, how was that experience for you? Tough. It was hard. It was a long weekend. Um, I was, I came into it with like a little bit of a back thing. And by the second to last day or last day, uh, I was really feeling it. I was very beat up. Um, it's tough when you have expectations for yourself and you're not meeting them. I wasn't in the spot where I wanted to be the last two days and especially the final day. And where there's no, like, there's absolutely no chance I'm getting going to end up where I want to be to, you got to figure out how to fight for it, every spot that you can, because every spot does truly matter. Um, whether it's like just for yourself, showing yourself you can, but also like it's a professional sport and we're all trying to make money out there and each spot's very important for that. Um, but yeah, no one, I mean, we're going to see people that do have great success, like their first year at the games um but if we look at how many rookies show up every year and how many exceed their own expectations it's like pretty much zero um so it's always interesting to hear people talk about people 
that are coming up in the sport and that type of thing. And like the analysts and that type, those guys saying what it's like to compete at the CrossFit Games, even though they've never been there. It's always fun. Like I know like they're, they're absolutely doing their best and they talk with us and we have a good time chatting about it, but yeah, you just, you don't know till you know. So. Yeah, it's so right. And was it, was that any part of you? And I know you, you of course had semifinals experience, but was there any part that was like, it was a shock to the system being up against these guys who had been at this level for a few years or had been to the games before as an individual was it a bit of like a oh actually these guys are way fitter than I ever experienced like could have prepared for uh so going back to west coast is probably where the west coast classic the semi-final in 2021 that's probably where I felt it the most where in the, like at that point I'd only really done teenage competitions um and like I was able to kind of sense the people where the people around me are I can see the floor um and when I got out to west coast it felt like every event was just a blur like everyone's moving so fast everyone's so fit and this was a semi-final um so like making that jump was insane and then um I would say you start to you definitely feel that in the final heat at the games um if you ever like if you get that opportunity to be in that final heat you look around it's it's the best guys um you're gonna get an event even if you're one of the top guys that like you just can't understand how everyone around you is moving so much faster. Uh, and that's just, that's just how it is. It's part of the game. It's funny you say about the final heat, because I want to talk about like this year's games where you, were, you got to that final, like you had an event win and there was so much going on. At which point do you then put pressure on yourself to be like, Oh my gosh, I've got to go faster and harder than ever before. Like, is it when you get to that? Um, yeah, so I guess, so we'll talk final dates from both the CrossFit Games. Um, I wasn't in the spot that I wanted to be on either of them, but I showed up with a lot more fight uh, this last year. Um, I was at, I stayed focused through all five days, four days, whatever it was. I was ready um, for that type of thing. And, I mean, I think I was going into the last day in 13th and ended, ended up in 5th. Um, so it was just like fighting for every single point and every single spot I could. Um, but I, I believe that I showed up to every single event like that and it just didn't change through the weekend. Yeah. And is that again, similar to not making it in 2021 did not achieving the goal that you set for yourself in 2022. Do you think that helped going into 2023? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you can, if I feel like you're capable of, I don't want to use the word twisting, but kind of, you can twist any situation into a positive inside your head or motivation if you need it. Like motivation's dumb because, you know, it comes and goes and all that. But like, if you can fabricate it in your head when you need it, when you need to, I definitely think that's a tool. Um, so yeah, all year is like, I don't want to be, I don't want to be 19th again at the CrossFit Games. Like that was, I had some, I don't want to say embarrassing, but like very unprepared moments at the games um, that I felt were embarrassing. It was an embarrassing performance for myself. Um, and I thought about those like before training sessions, during training sessions, like I'm going to just keep doing the boring stuff because I don't want, I don't want to be put in that situation again. Hmm. And 2023 was such an interesting games because I think, as you say, like the leaderboard was so 
up and down all weekend in mm-hmm. both like and actually teams and like individual female and male and like you said you managed to climb that massively on the last day but during the weekend are you looking at the leaderboard are you like right I need to win this I need to do this like how do you how much of it do you see other than the actual workouts yeah I mean I check it I check it all the time I want to know where I'm at um just to take it in think about it for my 10-15 minutes after the event and then I let it go and move to the next one um I know a lot of people don't like to look look at the leaderboard at all. I, for me, it doesn't matter. Uh, I like to know. Um, but something I've learned, like if you're paying attention to who's where, um, disregarding like cut lines and such, but towards the top, like if, until you're three days deep into the competition, it means absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, like I've been watching like Savon's behind the scenes and after each episode, it shows who's in what place. And now we know where everyone finished, but it's crazy to see who's like inside that top 10 for the first two, almost three days where like you really can't look until you're about three days deep. But I like to know, especially going into that final day and specifically the final event, I'm sitting in eighth place. I know I have to get Yon and BK. I got, I need to beat both of them and I need someone in between us. Like I knew that before the final event. And so I'm, looking young's next to me bk's all the way down the floor and i know the heats from the prior time it's like as long as i beat that one and they don't then i pass both of these guys so it's you got to figure out what races you're in because if i'm trying to go from eight to seven six fifth like one of those spots it doesn't matter what adler's doing unless i can middle him of course but you need to know where the race is at certain points in the competition for yourself are you like that whenever you go on the floor as in knowing where other people are at? Uh, I try to be based on the event. Like we, I try to, for a running event, for example, I know, um, I know what everyone's paces are. I know where everyone should finish in the run. I know where I should be relative to other people in the run. Um, and you can use that in any event. You can, you don't want to base your entire strategy off of people. But if, if I'm somewhere around where Brent is or Pat in an event, I'm usually sitting in a pretty good spot. Like those, those are kind of the guys like BK, like these guys that have been around forever. It's like, they're, they're so good. And so dialed, like if you can kind of match them and then maybe try and pick them off at the end, you're usually in a good spot. (laughs) What was the goal going into 2023 games? Uh, well, 2022 is top 10 and obviously I missed. So it was, again, it was top 10 and anything above that was uh, kind of a win. I, I assumed, I don't want to say assumed, I hoped and my goal was to finish somewhere six through 10 was kind of where I thought I could end up this year. And so fifth was fifth. Honestly, that was, that was a win at the CrossFit Games for me for that, that year, that season. Um, so it was good. And Terry on top getting an event win? Absolutely. The last heat ever in the Coliseum. So cool to say that like that was your first event win. And it was like a proper CrossFit workout as well, right? Yeah. It wasn't like absolutely. a really high skill or anything like that. It was just go. Mm-hmm, for sure. And I had an echo bike. We love an echo bike. <laughs> I mean, you do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I love it, but it seems to go well. 
<laughs> so coming off the games, uh, and it's funny that like you say that like you weren't expecting, you were expecting top 10, but maybe not top five. And there was a lot of change that leaderboard the final day, like coming off of the games, like finishing, how quickly do you then set your goals for the next year? I mean, I, I'm already, I've got plans for the next 10 years. Like we, I know where I want to be at certain points, uh, but it was very clear, like, after finishing fifth, like we got to try and fight for a podium spot. And what's crazy is there's 10 guys trying to fight for a podium spot. And there's 10 guys that could finish in any order, one through 10, and you wouldn't be surprised. Mm -hmm. Like we could, we could take the top 10 from this year if you want to, um, or whatever the top 10 is next year and flip it completely the other way. And it's like, Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's, it makes sense. So. Does it make it more fun having that? competition yeah i mean it was it was always cool to watch matt and tia like dominate like it was crazy but it feels it feels like a sport where like anything can happen like we're all so close and we're all very good at this and the the little milliseconds and reps here and there mistakes um they add up and that's what you see in most other sports and so I think it's a move in the right direction yeah I agree because I love as you say it was so fun watching Matt and Tia for so long but even like as a fan of the sport you were kind of like okay we know who's gonna win whereas this year it was like glued like who's gonna yeah. win and it's so good you've had like quite a busy off season as well like you've had Rove, Water Police, obviously Fit Fest, a couple of different things has that, um, like, have you enjoyed off-season? Do you feel like it's been productive? Yeah, I think productive in a way that the season isn't, of course. Like, I've gone to travel. I've gone to create, like, these relationships, go to these awesome places, meet people, um, relax, spend time with my wife, family, like, and get to do all these cool things that just doesn't happen during the season. And, um that's that's what the off season's for like if you're not taking advantage of those times if you're like i said and if i was in my cave all all year long um august to august every single year like just wouldn't be fun to get burnt out and so i definitely enjoyed the off season but i'm glad to be back mm -hmm. thinking off the year with waterpalooza like you guys just look like you had such fun going <laughs> to the team with like jason and ricky how was that to like start the year and like prep yourself into open season? Yeah, I think it's, I think it's fun. Cause you get a little bit of fire, like trash talking with all the boys, like in the corrals, the warm up area, even on the floor, um, just kind of get a feel for a competition floor, even though it's a lot less serious. Um, we just get to go out there and really enjoy like competing. Like we all love competing trainings. I mean, I love training. Some people hate training. There's different feelings about that, but I know we all love competing. And so to get out there and have fun in a stress, somewhat stress-free environment to kick off the year, um, it just, it's a good reminder of like why we're doing it. We're having a great time and the fans are great. We get to be, we get to do all these really cool things and cool opportunities. And so I enjoy that. How, like, because... <laughs> Water police is always an interesting one because everyone kind of goes and like, oh, we're just having fun, like particularly the team comp. But like, how competitive competitive is it really? 
Oh, I mean, well, it's we're at each other's throats, and because it's team, like you can actually say, like you say something about it. Uh, yeah, like we're definitely trying to win and get on that podium, but it just happens to be that there's a lot of fit guys, and sometimes the uh, no matter how fit your individuals are, maybe you just aren't the best on working as a team. That's a skill of its own. No, communi- communication is key, right? <laughs> For sure. So, as we say, we are literally weeks out from the Open, from 2024. Uh, not many changes to the season this year, which is always great. <laughs> we like longer routine, obviously a change to venue for the Games. But how are you feeling, like, mentally, physically, starting the season? Yeah, I mean, I'm healthy. Body's healthy. You can't ask for more than that um mentally doing great I'm ready to get all this tax stuff done so I can that's like the the biggest stressor right now if anyone cares (laughs) um just adult things you know Uh, but um yeah I'm excited to just continue to peak as we go towards August it's a long season um especially if you start I think people are really starting to count rogue as part of the season so like if you really want to think about it, it goes through the end of October so we got nine more months of uh, very serious time of training. Um, so j- just making sure I don't go too too locked in too soon, and just making sure I'm training hard and doing what I, doing all the little things right. Do you feel like there's like a switch that flips at at a certain point? And if so, like what is that point during the season? Yeah, I think there's a. I think it's that time after Wadapalooza when we dedicated like in-season training. Um, that's kind of when the first switch flips. Um, I think when quarterfinals starts to roll around, there's a little bit more of a switch. And um, again, like being able to turn that off for a couple hours or a day or two here and there uh, is also crucial. So. And actually, I said there was no changes to the season, but talking of quarterfinals, that has changed. More people are going to qualify does that like do you take the pressure off a little bit and think um probably like even if I take it easy can probably swing through and qualify like do you take the pressure off there or are you still going to go as if it were a smaller percentage um like to qualify for quarterfinals or semifinals for for quarterfinals sorry like oh um yeah I think any semifinal athlete especially like even before the change, like there's so many people like um, if say someone's dealing with an injury, I know I'm pretty sure Brent had something going on. Like you just got to do the workout. You're going to be just, just fine getting to quarterfinals where, where things are interesting is now the North America regions and Europe only gets 40 spots into their quarter or into their semifinal. And we've seen some interesting things happen with penalties and, weird workouts with people. So that's, that's where I think there's a lot more pressure and you gotta be very serious, locked in on the details. Um, I'm unsure of why there's that change, but here we are. And I don't make the rules. So I just play by them. Mm-hmm. That's a good way to be, especially, <laughs> especially in CrossFit. Cause sometimes yep. it's hard to keep up. <laughs> with all the yes. I'll still voice my opinion, but in the end, you're going to do what it says. So yeah for sure and like in, I always find I know like a lot of boxes especially like hearing about it now would do like 
Friday Night Lights and there's this big vibe for the Open. And then quarterfinals, like sometimes that happens depending on the amount of athletes. Like as a training camp, how do you structure that for yourselves? Um, in the past, I mean, we were basically in a private gym where only the five of us trained. It wasn't very big. So like we just built those weekends around our schedules. Um, this year we are going to be doing the Friday night lights at the new affiliate we're at for most of the weeks, um, where we'll kick off, me and Fee will kick off head to head and then we'll be hanging out, having a good time with the affiliate, make sure we're cheering on members and having fun, which is really exciting to be back in an affiliate for that reason. Um, and then I think with quarterfinals, um, the gym and the owners, super awesome. They're, they're all super supportive and I imagine we'll have a good chunk of time um, to get everything done that we need to. And we'll have, we'll have other athletes in town, I think for quarterfinals and, but as well as some coaches. And then we're also looking, I know the PFA has been working with the judges association and these judges are all certified games judges and they're willing to come out and help out with quarterfinals. Um, so we're, we're looking into that as well. Nice. So you are super prepped. No yes. Nope. <laughs> we we did we also did pretty good last year so i'll say that maybe just a few minor ones here and there but i think everyone gets that yeah it's, it's a lot of work that gets put in like from all sides and i think people probably forget that you're not just going in and doing a workout like there's admin behind it <laughs> i mean the amount of measurements you have to get right um and then like for us like I'm setting up three cameras from different angles for every single workout. Like if it's like two at the main, one extra over here, maybe even a fourth camera. Um, if let's say CrossFit doesn't like an angle that I have, it's like, Oh, well, here's the exact same workout from a different angle. Like, um, so we just, there's no room for error and we're just not taking any chances. Love that. I love it. I'm a, I'm an admin girl. So I am <laughs> yeah. my ears. Uh, I have a feeling I probably know the answer to this, but goals for the season? Got to get on that podium. But first, we got to get to the CrossFit Games. So that's the number one goal we got to tackle first. Amazing. I'm going to let you go very soon, but I can't let you go without asking you some quick-fire questions. Of so course. I'm, gonna, I'm renaming them Slow Fire. I have a quick. But firstly, your favorite lift? My favorite lift got to be the snatch nice. i don't think like that's the most common answer for sure uh, yeah overall crossfit movement overall crossfit the snatch okay go, we'll go shoulder to, shoulder to over nice uh favorite benchmark wad i'm gonna go with heavy dt and I know you've had some experience now with with teams. Obviously, what a palooza, fit fest. Whether or not you ever go team, if you were to go to the games on a dream team, who would you have with you? It can be a four person or a six person. I'm gonna go six person and make it real easy. I'm taking my fit fest team back. Nice. <laughs> Good answer. And obviously you won, so, you know. Yeah, we had a good time. It was fun. It was great fun. Well, thank you so, so much. We are wishing you the best for the season. Can't wait to see 
what you do and hope to see you on the podium or at the games etc but yeah good luck and thank you so much thank you i appreciate it